0: Yes,
1: yes, yes. Oh my god. I don't mean to do the of Brian, yes, but yes, oh my god.
0: Don't jump the gun, guy. We'll get there. Let me take my pants off.
1: Come on, son. Welcome to Grapples of Apples, a podcast that talks about everything from professional wrestling to paying tribute to one of the true guitar gods, Eddie Van Halen, who passed away earlier this week. I don't want to go too deep about this because we're not a music show or you know a guitar show or a wrestling show. But as a guitar player, I couldn't not say something. So Eddie Van Halen, you know, rest in peace and thank you so much for influencing and inspiring. Every guitar player that's ever picked up a guitar over the last forty plus years, rest in peace. Thanks, buddy. Um, let's let, let's. I mean, let's tell these people who we are, where we're at. You're listening to us on SoundCloud.com/slash Grapples to Apples. That's Grapples, the number two apple. If you don't like SoundCloud, you got Google Play Music. You got Apple Podcasts, or I'm sorry, it's now Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts. If you don't like Those two, you got iHeartRadio, so it doesn't matter where you're listening, as long as you're listening. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Mr. Ill-Will-The-Thrill, the the Poetarian, Shakespearean Candidate, Major English, whatever you need me to be, that's who I be, because baby, that's who I is. Joined remotely by my main man, my hetero life mate, my man who I miss so much. Tell him who you are.
0: What's up, losers? It is (laughs) the very sensual, the very doit. Mr. Sunglasses at night himself, your boy, your champion, the general, Shades.
1: Oh man, Shades! I gotta tell you, buddy. It, it, these these uh these lockdowns and then the second lockdown—it's killing me, bro. I feel like I don't see you ever.
0: Well, yeah, man. Um. So, just a quick note for our listeners. Uh Thrill and I both live in uh Brooklyn, New York. Uh and our zip code is in the red phase again because they have gone above Oh, we're yellow,
1: we're yellow, we're yellow. I checked today, we're yellow.
0: Uh are you sure? Because yellow yellow is uh businesses can stay open,
1: right?
0: Yeah, yellow businesses can stay open.
1: Mm-hmm. I just checked today when I got home. They have a new interactive map where you put in your address and it'll tell you what zone you're in. Mm-hmm. We are yellow,
0: so area. My I, job
1: is in the red. Okay, so <laughs> yeah, because
0: they're in a different zip code. Yeah. So there's like nine different zip codes in New in Brooklyn that have completely uh, backtracked and gone down to phase one where you're closed. Um, yeah. Just when we thought COVID was going to slow down and and you know let Thrill and I actually be in front of each other again, no way, no way, Jose! Uh, we're still doing this remote thing. Um, I don't. Is this getting more and more comfortable to do it remote? You know, sometimes you and I feed off of each other's energies. So yeah. It's kind of hard. I mean, to, to do it, this. It's,
1: yeah, yeah. No, I mean, look. I feel like we've gotten into a groove doing the remote stuff, but obviously, at least for me, for multiple reasons, I'd rather be in person. And I thought, you know, oh man, okay, you know what? We're getting there. We're getting close. We're getting close. And then now, especially because I work in a red zone, I don't want to put you at risk. I don't want to put your, you know, Amanda at risk or anybody else. So, like. I definitely got to keep myself away from everybody. It's freaking sucks.
0: Yeah, and where I work in Long Island, they act like COVID's over. Yeah, there's indoor dining, there's the malls are open full time now. It's
1: it's a whole
0: <laughs> different world out on Long Island.
1: Shoot, not over. I got protests and fire burnings over by my by my by job over here.
0: Wow. What? But
1: anyway, but let's let's deviate we from digress. the COVID.
0: Let's deviate from like the COVID, and let's talk about the grapples that happened this week because there is quite a bit of news. There We've is
1: got, we got some tournament updates. We've got some title changes. We got some faux title changes. We got the we got the beginning of the WWE draft. We got some people maybe going to jail for life. Yeah, yeah. But before we get into any of that, shades. Yes, sir. My my, my beautiful shades. What do you need, my guy? I'm starting to forget what you look like, man. Please ring that bell. All right, so let's start with, uh, we'll save the, the tournament updates for last. Quickly go over, the only thing that really happened outside of WWE, in terms of news, is some stuff over at Impact. Um, I have been a a, a huge proponent of Impact, but this week, I don't know. We had um, the current exhibition champion, Rohit Raju, come up and offer an open challenge, which initially was met by Willie Mack, but then he said no because I already beat you. And then Jordan Grace comes out. Um, Raju argues with the, the timekeeper about handing over the belt. The bell rings, Jordan Grace rolls him up and wins the, the, you know, she gets a three count. So theoretically, she won the X Division Championship. But then they renege because the referee never held up the title to declare it being an actual title match. What? So, yeah. So now there's so much to unpack here. A, that's the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life.
0: In all of my years of watching professional wrestling, I have never seen a title not change hands because of
1: that. Yeah, exactly. Oh, the referee never announced that it was for the title. He never raised the title up. I was like, what? He What? He made a
0: challenge.
1: Exactly. Exactly. But his claim was that it wasn't a challenge for the title. Whatever. So that's issue number one that I have with it. Issue number two is... Now they're putting Jordan Grace in the X-Division. It kind of feels like they're retreading on the Tessa stuff. You had lightning in the bottle. I don't know if you want to – I don't know. Okay, I'm not so sure how I feel
0: about I'm, I'm Jordan give Grace in the X-Division. A bit of a backstory for the X-Division. Um, they, Although they've never done it, the X-Division is supposed to represent um, uh, no weight classes and obviously no gender because uh, I think it was – Brian Cage or Samoa Joe that was just like I'm not oh it was Bully Ray like why do I have to wrestle with the X division a bunch of like high flying um uh like I think they called them fairies or something like that mm-hmm. and they said oh no the X division isn't just about uh weight you know it's you know it's, it's about how you move in the ring it's about your your, your in ring IQ so that was TNA impact like yeah i don't know what they're doing with this um i don't like the fact that they're uh putting the belt on the line but not putting the belt on the line and not bound for glory you have a six six person scramble now it it does jordan win you know like what do they do now
1: yeah, and so, like, so, uh, yeah, as you mentioned, Bound for Glory is going to be a six-person scramble between Grace, Willie Mack, and then TJP, Chris Bay, and Trey Miguel. But the X Division feud was between Raju and Willie Mack, and now joining Grace in the fold. So, if I'm watching Bound for Glory, I have no reason to expect TJP, Chris Bay, or Trey Miguel to win. Mm-hmm. but if you just did the switcheroo with jordan grace then why would she win but why would willie mack win if he just lost so like none of it makes sense to me and then knowing impact like trey miguel's gonna win or something you know yeah, like, yeah. be the most random thing on the planet
0: it feels like a three person race which is a real really a two-person race and then the horse in last place is going to beat the pack and come in first place
1: exactly exactly it's <laughs> I'm not crazy about the booking on this whole scene, um, but I mean we've said before that the X Division's kind of been weird lately. I just didn't think they were going to go this weird. It's so Impact is so weird. They they are a show of two of two halves. Half of their divisions are good, interesting, and exciting to watch, and the other half is just why am I here?
0: Oh so, yeah, I don't know. I mean when when Jordan Grace won but didn't win. The body shamers and the uh sexists came out. Why is this fat girl winning a men's championship and all this other stuff? And just like I can't. Yeah, I didn't have an issue when Tessa Blanchard won the world title, but Jordan mm-hmm. Grace, who also doesn't have an ounce of fat on her, she is just solid muscle. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want her to win it. I don't I, like I don't get it. I don't know. And she even tweeted it about is, it because I, I it follow her on Twitter. She's entertaining as hell. She, she flames people.
1: Oh, she, Oh my God. She's great. She's great. Um, and you know, it's interesting to, to kind of bounce off of that and, and kind of go on a tangent of it is Taya Valkyrie, who was the longest reigning knockout champion in, in impact wrestling history. Um, recently put up a picture of herself on i think twitter or instagram where she's like this is the first time i put up a picture of myself in a bikini because i've had you know body image issues for so much of my career and you look at taya valkyrie and you go how can like where is the body image issues coming from but then you see all the buffoons talking about jordan grace yeah and if jordan if jordan grace who's nothing more than like uh, a you know a thick like muscular woman is getting all this stupidity her way. How is Taya Valkyrie is supposed to feel? Mm-hmm. You know? It's just, it's so dumb. It's so dumb. Let these women be. What? Whatever, I'm not going to soapbox. I'm not going to soapbox. It's yeah,
0: just... I mean, um, these women are more fit than any of these, f- like, basement Neck dwelling, beard. mouth breathing, mom, uh, I need your iPod so I can yeah. go you know, trash talk women on Twitter. You gotta get the Cheeto dust from their chin. Out of shape, worthless people. And these women are successful and fit and living their best lives. And these basement dwellers don't even know COVID's going on because they never leave their house anyway.
1: (laughs) Anyway, I mean, look. If Jordan Grace wins it, good for her. I'm not crazy about what's going with them with the with like the booking decisions, uh, but it's J- not has that to do with Jordan Grace herself. Well, I just feel like they're trying too hard to redo Tessa in the X Division.
0: Well, they the X Division title has changed hands like five or six times in the last six months, so they need to bring some stability yeah. to that belt.
1: I they should put it on Chris Bay and just let him run the show for a while. Oh, yeah. That's what I think. I think you let Chris Bay be your exhibition champion and let him just take on challenger after challenger and put on good matches. Everyone was so high up on him. You got lucky enough to sign him. Use him.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: But Anyway, I digress. Let's move on to what has become one of my favorite parts of the week is giving you guys updates on the two tournaments going on in professional wrestling right now. We have Ring of Honor's pure tournament, we have New Japan's G1 Climax. Let's talk about it. So, the second round matchups are set in the PURE tournament as this week, Tracy Williams defeated Russ Taylor and PJ Black defeated Tony Deppen. So, moving on to the semifinals, we have Jay Lethal versus David Finley. We have J- in block A. And then we have Jonathan Gresham and Matt Seidel on, in block B. And then next week, we have Fred Yehi versus Tracy Williams in Block A and Josh Woods versus PJ Black in Block B. I, am, uh, I, I cannot wait for tomorrow's it's, it's lot of semifinals, Lethal and Finley, Gresham and Seidel. Those two matches should be really good.
0: Yeah. Um, for me, it's, it's shaping up for Jay Lethal to win this tournament. Like, at least that's what I think. You have. I your... think it's
1: going to be Gresham.
0: Oh, you're going to have a, a a lethal Gresham final for sure.
1: I think that's going to be the final. And but then...
0: you, you need. You're bringing back an old championship, and you're trying to bring new eyes to it. You need an established star. Now, I'm not saying Gresham isn't. Uh, Jonathan Gresham isn't a star. Um, but he's not a bigger name than Jay Lethal.
1: I I agree with that. My issue. So here's the thing that I'm thinking: Lethal's already been a pure champion, uh-huh. right? Gresham is the backstage reason why they're bringing back the pure title. He's the one who has been pushing for this to come back. So they're the they're the, currently the tag team champions, Jay Lethal and Jonathan Gresham. So I think it's inevitable we're going to have them in the final against each other. And then, so to me, Lethal being the older vet, storyline wise passes the torch down to Gresham to be the new champ, the new pure champion of a new generation. That's what makes sense to me.
0: Could be. Uh, That's okay. So when you were just doing your discussion, um, I thought to myself, Hmm. Yeah, you put the belt on lethal, and that gives you some name recognition. Or you can continue to build new stars with Jonathan Gresham and the Pure Championship. Mm-hmm. So I agree. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Now, like, yeah, you know what? Gresham would be the best fit for the championship.
1: And then on top of that, you can you can use the Pure Championship to add some personality to Gresham. Because I think that's biggest. That's his biggest hole in his game is he doesn't have great character work. You know, people. he's got in-ring talent out <laughs> the Wazoo. He's a fantastic technical wrestler, but there's not much character there. I mean, now he's doing this whole octopus thing where, like, he comes in with this big octopus it's C- costume. Cthulhu. Headpiece.
0: It's Cthulhu. Uh,
1: no, but they're, yeah, no, but they're calling him the octopus.
0: Yeah, but that's... <sighs> Such disrespect to H.P. Lovecraft.
1: I, hey, I'm I'm with you. I'm with you.
0: Uh, I was like, uh, it's I like I looked at it like when I saw him with the the Cthulhu face mask. I was just like, they can do something with that. Uh, especially like him and Jordan Grace are an item. Uh, I think okay. they're in. No, they're not married. They're engaged. Uh, they were no supposed sir. to be. They were supposed they to be married, married this year.
1: They got married two weeks ago. Oh, the f- weekend
0: okay so then i
1: i did not see that so yeah she put up a picture of herself in like a a wedding dress but she was wearing um like the, the top was like a wedding dress cut but mm-hmm. she was wearing like a suit pants mm-hmm. so she's talking about like a, a boss in a white pantsuit who said you couldn't pull it off something like that and like all of their friends were there so they i think they got married over the weekend two weeks in, two weeks ago mm-hmm.
0: okay so like they do their, their own photo shoots and there's pictures of him with the mask on and her there, and it's like, uh, he's in a, uh, you know, a suit or like a without the blazer. Yeah, and I'm like, man, that looks good, but where do you go from there? Who knows? I mean, I don't know how ROH can ROH is really they they really let you build your own character and then mm-hmm. go, like run with it. Yeah. So this is on Gresham to figure out like what he's going to do with the mask. Excuse me. So I would I would like to see also I'm not really I'm not too familiar with Gresham's uh in-ring work. So is his is his ring's in-ring style more cater to the pure championship
1: yeah for sure
0: okay yeah he's definitely
1: a more like map based technical wrestling kind of guy
0: okay so then i i don't have a complaint
1: that's one of the reasons why they call him the octopus because he uh does a lot of like joint manipulation submissions so on and so forth
0: which is ironic because octopuses don't have joints
1: yeah but it seems like he has eight limbs the way he's attacking his opponents
0: I think they're really trying to drive home... They're really getting on their WWE with the uh, the literalness of the nicknames.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But either way, I mean, so far, so good. I What I don't like about the tournament so far is that it feels very top-heavy. Like, Lethal, Finley, Gresham, Seidel, and then Yehe, Williams, Woods, and Black. I have no reason to think that yeah Williams woods or black have a shot at this yeah that's my only issue I would have preferred if they had mixed up the brackets a little bit better like instead of lethal versus Dalton Castle in the first round why not do lethal versus young or Castle versus Taylor and Finley versus Williams and then Romero versus Yankee you know like mix it up a bit
0: because you really want to stack the the later rounds with bigger names. Yeah, you'll have some guys sprinkled in, but you you really want like your lethals there, your um, David Finleys, your Greshams. That's
1: true, and I guess you don't also don't want to like if we did see Lethal versus Yehe, you know Lethal's gonna win versus Lethal versus Castle. I feel like would have been up in the air. Yeah. So if you want, I, I, okay, that makes sense. If you want your first round to be a little bit more not not so obvious, I can see why you would do it that way.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're not trying to give us the G one climax, you know. First like day yeah. one of the G one climax where you you get Tai Chi winning, uh, and you're like, what the hell? Why is Yehi beating Jay Lethal? You know, like that, like that's that doesn't make any sense to me.
1: Yeah. Um, speaking of the G1 Climax let us move over to the land of the rising sun shall we and let's talk about some G1 Climax stats and standings so Mm. let's talk block A
0: Mm.
1: you poor soul Mm. Tokyo pimp Mm. Yuzuru Takahashi Mm. boy oh boy
0: Mm. tell him.
1: Yujiro is 0-6 to be the only participant in the G1 Climax without a single win, without a single point.
0: Trash.
1: Sitting at a lowly zero. Trash. Not only is he, like, he's 10th in the block, but if you put them all together, he is number 20 in the whole tournament. Oof. Just all kinds of... Ugh.
0: <laughs> Look out next year, 2021, Yujiro Takahashi, redemption story.
1: <laughs> um, much to my surprise, again, I'm very surprised to see this. Jeff Cobb in ninth place with only four points at two and four. I don't, I'm, oh man, the whole industry was so high on Jeff Cobb like a year or two ago, and now New Japan has him two and four?
0: yeah. This this could be a slow build for Jeff Cobb, but we're talking about a really slow build. Look at uh, Tanahashi's like build to to the top. Okada's build to the top.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. New Japan does love to really like, you know, I don't want to say drag it, but you know, really, they make you earn a wrestler success. In eighth place, or tied for six through eight, we got Minoru Suzuki, Shingo Takage, and Tomohiro Ishii all sitting at six points at an even three and three. Oh, and Taichi, sorry. Taichi, Suzuki, Takage, and Ishii all at six points. And then the top four, remain the top four, tied with eight points. Kota Ibushi, Jay White, Will Ospreay, Kazuchika Okada
0: all guys that deserve to be there yeah and actually yeah. Jay white is supposed to be doing a signing by my job in November really yeah November 21st this is a Saturday actually um so I may actually go to Queens that day so get let's go get a uh, little yeah. autographo
1: When is he go what is it gonna be when
0: November 21st.
1: November 21st. What day is that?
0: Saturday. Mm. Yeah. So.
1: Jay White, I
0: think it's like $25 for a picture, $30 for him to sign something, and like 50 bucks for him to do both. I'm just like, I'm bringing the grapples to Apple's championship. He's signing it. Oh. He's probably going to look at, what is this? <laughs>
1: <laughs> just make sure you wear all of your J white gear at the same time oh, it's fine
0: i'm bro i have no idea you have no idea just
1: wear all of your J white t-shirts together it's fine. and
0: one shot and just one one just one
1: exactly just one on top of the other and when you're there just flash them a couple times look look look
0: <laughs> yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna wear my bullet club shirt i'm gonna wear my switchblade blade bullet club shirt and then i'm gonna wear my switchblade like uh stranger things type shirt yeah i got this i got this i got this all planned out
1: is it just him
0: uh yes Uh, there could be more people there but i don't know like all i saw was jay white and i was just like covid do not mess this up for me
1: (laughs) just don't tell them you're from brooklyn when we get there
0: no Oh uh, I'm, I'm from you know Floral Park. And I'm gonna tell him, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring Amanda to Queens under the guise of like getting Denny's or something. Like, hey baby, let's go get some Denny's.
1: Oh, what's this over here? Let's go inside. What? Jay White? I had <laughs> no idea he was what's here. Jay White? What's he doing here? I'll hide in the trunk. It's fine. She won't even notice.
0: Yeah. How are you gonna hide He's... in my Jeep? She's know you're in there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hello. You work at a textile company. Get some blankets or, or some curtains or whatever. I'll hide under that stuff in the trunk. You, 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 you know, lie to Amanda. Give her the. You know, oh yeah, let's go to blah blah blah. Let's pull in here blah blah blah. And when we get there, that's when I'll jump out and be like, Hey guys, crazy seeing you guys here. And then we go see Jay White.
0: That is so much more difficult than just saying, Hey, Williams said you guys want to go get breakfast. We went to Denny's. Hey, what's this over here? Oh, Jeremy, I didn't know. Uh, I just saw Jay White here. Let's pop in. Why do we gotta ruin my merchandise by you like covering it and laying on it
1: and stuff like that? Uh, whatever. I, I'm sorry. I just I don't know. I thought whatever. Shut up.
0: <laughs> we're making these plans as she is less than a foot away from me. I talking <laughs> as I talk at full volume.
1: <laughs> um, uh,
0: we're good looking no one said we're the smartest
1: all right let's move over to block b um where they don't have anyone at zero points but yoshihashi has two points one and five uh much to my surprise Ninth place, Kenta is only two and four with four points. I thought they would use this tournament to make Kenta look good, but hmm, wrong. And then the entire from three to eight, Juice Robinson, who is dead to me, uh, Toru Yanu. Why? Wait, wait. Why is
0: Juice Robinson dead to you?
1: You know why he's dead to me. Don't play games, son.
0: He's wait, he's going out or he's married to somebody that you like. Well,
1: he's 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 not married to nobody. If he was married, he'd be dead to me.
0: He's he going okay. Right, so he's in a relationship with either uh Tony Storm, right?
1: You know, so yeah, it's Tony Storm. Um Tanahashi, Hiroki Godo, Sonata, and Zack Saber Jr. all three and three, six points. So block B is definitely a little bit more balanced than block A. And then at one and two, you have Naito with 10 points and Evil with 8 points. Wait, where's Tariano? Yano's down to 6 points. He's, okay. he's in that block of uh, of the 6-pointers. Okay. With Tanahashi, Goto, Sonata, ZSJ, and that other guy. Okay. So yeah, it's interesting because wasn't Evil closer to the bottom of the pack last week?
0: Last week, yep.
1: Well, that's New Japan for you. They what a difference! Do that stuff.
0: What a difference a week makes.
1: Yeah, yeah, they, they they love doing that stuff. They'll have they'll start the tournament. There's always at least one guy who starts the tournament like with a rough start, and then flips it around. And there's always that one guy who just has it rough. Like last year it was ZSJ. ZSJ couldn't buy a win last year at the G1.
0: Yeah, he got paired up really badly.
1: Yeah. This year at least he's three and three, but you know, at least he's not Tanahashi. I mean Takahashi, excuse me. At
0: yeah. least he's
1: not Yujiro Takahashi.
0: Yeah.
1: That and was not cli- it rough.
0: The climax is ending soon too, right? Say again? The climax is ending soon.
1: Um let's see. If they've all had six matches so far, there's 10 people. Yeah. Yeah, they should all have maybe two weeks left of, uh, of round robin.
0: And that's when it gets to the nitty gritty.
1: Yeah, exactly. Because they all face each other once. There's 10 combatants. They've all wrestled six times so far. So they each have four more matches. Yeah. So I think that's about two more weeks left of the tour of the round robin cuz it seems like they're doing two weeks two matches per week so we should have two more weeks of the round robin and then that's when we get to the the niche ritual, yeah. next say.
0: next weekend is the last week of wait the 18th whenever the 18th is that's the last day of the climax
1: yeah that makes sense they'll yeah. do probably a set of matches this weekend and then the next set of matches next weekend that'll be that <sighs> So that's that's what's going on in the world outside of WWE. That's what's going on in our tournaments. You guys have gotten your tournament update. Now let's go over to Shades. What's going on in WWE, buddy?
0: Uh, A lot and a little bit. So not much news is happening outside of the ring. Finn Balor Kyle O'Reilly had themselves a great match. Last Sunday. At NXT TakeOver 31. and Both men were bleeding from the mouth. And there was a reason why. Let's go with the. Less severe injury. Which is still a severe injury. Kyle O'Reilly. Hasn't been cleared to wrestle. After. They did some x-rays. And. He had. A swollen liver. Due to kicks from Finn Balor. Now swollen liver you only got one of those and if it goes you're dead (laughs) finn balor on the other hand tweeted out broken jaw in two places still your nxt champion so he has been cleared to wrestle it doesn't look like they're going to strip him of the belt I think they're just going to have him off TV for a while. I think he needs 6 weeks to heal a broken bone. So a broken jaw would be 6 weeks. You can you can not have him on TV for 6 weeks or you can have him just do video stuff. I don't see why not. Uh Another person that we actually saw at NXT TakeOver 31, Ridge Holland. Now, Ridge Holland was the uh, the rugby player that came with Adam Colbebe on his shoulder and dumped him out of ringside. Didn't say a word and just uh, looked at Kyle O'Reilly and Finn Balor post-match. He's hurt. Uh, In his match with Oni Lorcan on NXT, uh, he tried to catch Oni Lorcan while he was diving outside the ring um, only to buckle his leg. And the uh, diagnosis on his injuries is an ankle dislocation and a fracture in his left leg and knee patella dislocation, knee patella tendon rupture in his right leg, dislocated knee, Um, but that was put back in right on the spot. So again, dislocated ankle, fracture in his left leg, knee patella dislocation, right uh, a patella tendon rupture in his right leg, and a dislocated knee, and then a partridge and a pear tree.
1: (laughs) That's rough.
0: He is going to be out for a very long time.
1: That's just like, let's take every part of your leg and just, nah, you're good.
0: Um, now, this this begs the question, what do you do with him? Like, what do you do now with the storyline with Adam Cole being dumped out onto the ring post-Takeover uh, 31? You're just like,
1: oh, well, I mean,
0: things happen.
1: The good news is that it's the beginning of the storyline. Like, we just started.
0: It's not even the beginning. So they- it's just This is the uh, the blurb on the back that you read, you're like <laughs> nah. You put it back on the shelf.
1: Yeah, so they could they could pivot from this and be fine so far. They're not like, you know, weeks or months in and now they're like scrambling. Yeah. We just getting started. They just have to find the new story now. That's it. Which sucks, but it could be a lot worse.
0: Yeah. Uh, another Bit of news. Surgery news. Eric of the Viking Express, Viking Raiders, (laughs) Viking Experience, War Machine, um, Washing Machine, whatever you want to call them, uh, undergoes surgery to remove some hardware from his arm. Now, what in the blue hell does remove some hardware mean other than there's either... Bone fragments in his arm, or there's some metal in his arm?
1: That's my guess. My guess is he probably had some sort of like you know, metal implant to help heal a bone. And with Ivar out, because he's you know, he injured himself on Raw not too long ago. Eric's probably like, All right, why not do it now? I'm not doing anything with Ivar because he's hurt. My wife doesn't work here anymore. Might as well take some time and then, you know, get this stuff out of my arm. Why not? Yeah.
0: And the last bit of WWE news, not really non-WWE news, but um, this man deserves everything that is coming to him and more. Mm -hmm. Alberto Del Rio, uh, former WWE champion, has been indicted by a grand jury on aggravated, uh, aggravated kidnapping and four counts of aggravated sexual assault. And he is facing up to life imprisonment. I hope he gets it.
1: Bro, slam the door, slam the door, throw away the key, do whatever you got to do. Get this. I, I don't. I've done my Del Rio rant on the show before. Not gonna do it again. Just uh, that's all he gets. He just gets just
0: dumb. this. Us mentioning this is just him getting his just desserts, and that's it. Like that's us. Like he gets his his day in court now, and that's it. He has the possibility of going away, and everyone who has been abused um, or assaulted sexually can breathe a sigh of relief that this creep is off the streets. And then somebody posted a tagged page. She's like, oh, thank God you're not with him anymore. It's like, dude, you don't got to do that. Like, leave her alone. She's happy where she's at.
1: Yeah. And on top of that, like, yeah, good for her that she's not with him anymore. But – that's so belittling to the women who are in, who are his victims. Yeah, you know, it's like imagine someone abused you, and then you see someone go to the person next to you. Huh? <laughs> At least it wasn't you, right? Come on, come on. We don't need that. Right. Be a little tactful, people.
0: Yeah. So that's that's the WWE news. Um, as as for the weekly shows. Um, Raw, for me, a dud.
1: Yeah, but Raw's got... I feel like every show has something to talk about.
0: Okay, so Raw was a dud. The two things that stand out to me for Raw is, why are we getting another Drew McIntyre-Randy Orton match?
1: Oh, yeah, the, 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 the...
0: I'm, I'm so over it. Like, I don't want to watch Hell in a Cell because of that match alone. Still going to watch it because I have a job to do and I'm a professional. But, okay. and It was the, the
1: most pointless six-man tag match that's ever existed. There was no need for it other than for them to have some visual of Randy Orton pinning Drew McIntyre again. That was it.
0: Yeah. It was done. But the surprising bit of news that happened on Raw is something that you and I both called, or I think you called for sure, a while back.
1: Do you want to tell them what happened? So, I, the full setup or just where we ended on this? Oh, full setup. Why not?
0: Let's paint the let's paint the scene for these people.
1: So, as anyone who's been watching Raw for the last, like, six months knows that the Hurt Business has been the feud with Apollo and his, you know, ballyhooed bandits of people. It's him, um, formerly Cedric Alexander, Ricochet, and Mustafa Ali versus the Hurt Business. Cedric Alexander turned sides, and now he's MIA. Um, so, this week we had... Uh, MVP and Sheldon Benjamin versus Ricochet. I mean, versus Ricochet and Apollo Cruz. They won their match, um, and then there was a bit of a beatdown afterward. And so, uh, backstage, Mustafa Ali went up to all three members of the Hurt Business and were like, "I want you know a match with you guys." And I want to make sure that everyone's there because after I'm done with you, I think he's t- MVP. He says, after I'm done with you, I'm coming after you, and I'm coming after you. So he's, you know, pumping his chest out, making threats to Bobby Lashley and to everybody. They go down, they have the match, right? So it's Mustafa Ali versus MVP. They're having a one-on-one. He's by himself. While obviously um, Shelton Benjamin and Bobby Lashley are in the corner of MVP. And within, I don't know, three to five minutes of the match, doesn't even take long. As soon as Mustafa Ali starts to get in some offense, the three guys get in the ring and corner him. And that's when, you know, the lights start to flicker. We get the retribution logo and, you know, they all come out It's around the ring. So MVP is, you know, back to back with Shelton Benjamin and Bobby Lashley and he, he's talking to Mustafa Ali. He's like, yo, are you with us or not? Like, come on, join us. Just for nothing else, for this, let's just take out these guys right now. Come on, you with us or not? Are you with us or not? And so Mustafa Ali's like, all right, forget it, whatever. And so they, they form, uh, the, you know, the four walls. They're all facing each side of the ring. And then Mustafa Ali runs out of the ring, you know, and confronts face-to-face. T bar and Mace, oh God, stupid names. Um, and he's in their faces. MVP is like, Yo, what's wrong with this fool? He's, he's like, he's he's gonna get himself killed. He turns around with a smile on his face, Mustafa Ali, that is, and signals, go get him. At which point, Retribution gets to the ring. They annihilate the hurt business. All while Mustafa Ali is still standing there. Doesn't, hasn't moved the muscle. Once they have fully beaten everybody down, he slowly makes his way to the ring steps, walks up into the ring, stands in the middle of the ring, signals for a retribution to enter the ring and fall in line behind him, which they do. And they all stand there. And then Mustafa Ali, his whole thing has always been you know, he puts his hand out, showing his palm, you know, showing the light. He is the light. So, he has his hand out, and then he closes it, and the lights go off. Yeah. So, it looks like Mustafa Ali is the leader of Retribution. Now, (sighs) there has been a lot of conversation about how people feel about this. Mostly going in one direction. But before I, I talk about what other people think, Shade's... What do you think of Mustafa Ali being revealed as the leader of Retribution?
0: I saw this coming. Saw so it's coming a mile away. I didn't mm-hmm. know when they were going to pull it off, but I knew they were going to pull it off. If you guys are not mis- like you know, haven't been paying attention for the last year, remember the hacker on SmackDown?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. He was there, and then all of a sudden he disappears. Mustafa Ali just magically shows up on Raw. The hacker was going to reveal the truth, and and he was messing uh, with like uh, things on SmackDown, the LEDs and whatnot. He was causing havoc. What does Retribution do? They were causing havoc, causing mayhem. Um, did I think he was going to be the leader? No, like that would be like no one would have called that. But I thought he was definitely going to be a part of Retribution. Um, To what capacity? I don't know. How do I feel about this? Hmm. It means nothing if they don't do something with it. Mm-hmm. If they reveal Mustafa to be the, the, the leader, and he ends up losing to Bobby Lashley at Hell in the Cell for the United States Championship, then what was the point of it?
1: Mm, it, it's mm-hmm. sim-
0: similar to John Cena and Nexus mm-hmm. uh, you'll have Nexus who is running, you running know, rampant on Raw and Smackdown I think it was just Raw I think it was still the brand split bl- the brand, split. Um, mm-hmm. John, the brand John-
1: split is what we would call it nowadays
0: oh well, yeah uh, Cena beat Wade Barrett and the rest of Nexus at Survivor Series or some pay-per-view And that killed the Nexus. Retribution was dead on arrival with their names anyway. But adding Mustafa Ali gives it a shot, like a boost. uh, An adrenaline boost. Adrenaline does wear off after a while. So let's see how long they can go with this. But um, the names are dumb the the whole um their whole aesthetic visually is dumb um i don't think Mustafa Ali can save this completely but i am waiting with bated breath to see what they do i wasn't on when you guys uh covered this that they got signed to Raw which, again, why would you sign people who are destroying your property? Uh, I, I just... They've handled retribution wrong. Ali is can be the, the, the catalyst to steer this in a somewhat positive direction. I don't know what the, the consensus for the IWC is. Um, I'd like to hear what you think of this. Because I don't know, man.
1: So my thoughts are this. I'm happy for Mustafa Ali that they have him doing something. I have been a Mustafa Ali fan since he was in the Cruiserweight Classic. So I'm all about it. Now, I think there's a potential... That these two things save themselves or saved each other, rather. Because Retribution has been at least somewhat prominent on Raw and SmackDown programming since their inception. Right or wrong. All right. So by making Mustafa Ali the leader of Retribution, well, now you like we're not gonna see Mustafa Ali on main event anymore. He's now the leader of this group that's been wrecking havoc on Raw and SmackDown. This group that's been, you know, relevant to both Raw and SmackDown. Unfortunately, they've been, like, in the mid-card slot, which doesn't make sense to me anymore, but whatever. So, by putting him in retribution, you make Mustafa Ali someone that you can't just, you know, let fade into obscurity. Mm Mm-hmm. By letting Mustafa Ali be the leader of Retribution, you give Retribution a credible um, and workable leader. And what I mean by that is Mustafa Ali is good on the mic. And anyone who's seen his video promos that he cuts on his own, he can he can put together a promo. And he's obviously talented in the ring. So if you give Mustafa Ali the leader position of Retribution he's now someone who can go out there and cut promos and talk while the the group just sits behind him as muscle as lackeys retribution now doesn't have to lean on establishing a whole group of five wrestlers from nxt and hoping for the best you don't have to go all right Let's see which of the five of these guys, or I'm sorry, uh, wrestlers, guys, girls, because there's three guys, three girls, two girls. We don't have to go, okay, let's see which one of the five of them is going to be able to be the centerpiece and the mouthpiece, and who's going to hold it together. Will they hold it together? Because you have Dominic Dijakovic, who's not known for his mic skills. Not that he's bad, but he's not known for his mic skills. Deal Madden, who's not established as anything. Um. Shane Thorne, who again not again, established is not established and is not a mic guy. He's known as a tag team guy. Um and then you have Mia Yim and Mercedes Martinez. Yeah, Mia Yim's a decent talker, but she's always been more of that like, you know, what she calls herself the blazian baddie and the all that stuff, so like she's a, a babyface. Right, and her and her promo work doesn't really fit being the leader of retribution, you know? And Outside of WWE, no one knows who Mercedes Martinez is. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, those who are casual WWE fans, unless you are familiar with wrestling outside of WWE, you have no idea who Mercedes Martinez is. So you don't have to worry about trying to establish somebody as the leader or mouthpiece by making Mustafa the leader. Okay, we have someone who the fans know, who the fans have some sort of connection to, and he's good on the mic, boom. So in a way, they're saving each other by pairing them with each other. Now, the smart thing to do, in my opinion, is to get rid of these silly names and masks. Now that we have Mustafa as their leader, now you can have him come out and be like, you know who I am. Now, let me introduce you to who we really are. Uh And you can get rid of the masks and you can say, this is Dominic Dijakovic. This is um, Dio Madden. This is Shane Thorne. This is Mia Yim. This is Mercedes Martinez. And again, this is your chance to do a second first impression. Yeah. You fell flat the first time. You, you pooped the bed with the silly names and masks and zero story. This is your second chance. Mustafa Ali can, you know, I'm getting tired of being turned over. Kofi took my spot because I got hurt. Got Kofi meaning. Like you have a story there for Mustafa. And yeah, he big, can say you have a
0: big story there from Mustafa.
1: That's what I'm saying. You have stories with Mustafa, and then you can have him turn around and go the same way. I was overlooked. So was Dominic Dijakovic, So was Mia Yim. So on and so forth. And he can tell their stories for them.
0: Yeah, I mean, you you laid out a perfect prior to um, Ali coming back when it was the the week that I wasn't here. Yeah, you laid out a a perfect game plan for. Them and their goofy names and why they're doing what they're doing because uh, it was like I don't think Dijakovich's story was it was intertwined with Keith Lee and Shane Thorne. Mm-hmm. Was it was like you did everything perfectly. All you got to do now is you have a leader with that, and you can you shed the the goofy names, shed the mm-hmm. masks, take out mm-hmm. the stupid eye contacts. Hmm. And here you go, you have yourself a. You can all still dress in black. You can have like the the sort of grunge. Uh,
1: yeah, clothing. you can keep them in black. I don't care. That's fine. Keep them in black. Keep them in tattered clothing. I don't care. But the names and masks gotta go.
0: Yeah, for me, the names, the mask, the half masks work because that was uh, Mustafa Ali's thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: but because he's healed now, is he going to have because he's like uh, he lights the way or something that was his like his yeah, he
1: was white. Yeah.
0: Now take out the contacts, change the, the goofy names and maybe you have something again.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I think this could be really good but they have to pull the trigger. They have to be willing to, A, let Mustafa lead. They have to get rid of these stupid names and and masks. And I don't want this to be retribution versus the Hurt business for the next three months.
0: It is. And, And the thing is, without that feud, there's no longevity for retribution. Unless you push Mustafa into the main event scene. And Vince would never do that. Because he is undersized, completely undersized compared to Drew McIntyre or Randy Orton.
1: Yeah, but that's, we've seen, they can do some, okay, oh man, okay. So, the same way, in a similar vein, that Undisputed Era had their prophecy of gold, right? Uh Mm-hmm. That all four of them were going to be carrying gold, blah, 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 blah. Granted, NXT is different from the main roster. But, A, we've seen that they can make undersized guys top guys, and we've seen a formula that can work. So, I've already laid out storylines for each of these wrestlers, right? And Mustafa's the leader with the chip on his shoulder about what happened with Kofi and Kofi Mania.
0: If. He should really go after Randy Orton. Say again? Mustafa should really go after Randy Orton. He should seek retribution on oh, Randy Orton. I agree.
1: I agree. I'm, go- I'm getting there.
0: Okay, getting. my bad.
1: It's okay. If you let Mustafa be this character who's... Obviously, he's going to be a mastermind, right? Because he's the one who orchestrated all this. He's the leader. So let him be this cerebral mastermind by... So again, so now we're going to get rid of the masks and the, and the names, right? We're going to introduce these wrestlers and their characters, and why they're all here as part of Retribution with the storylines that I laid out before, right? So you have Dijakovich. He's going to go after Keith Lee. Keith Lee took his fame. He wants his spot. We have that, right? We have Shane Thorne. I don't know. Have him. (sighs) Who's mid Carter? That's a lower. That's like smaller but relevant. Ricochet. Okay, fine. You know what? Yes, that works. Because Ricochet is going to say something about Mustafa. Uh-huh. Yo, what are you doing? I'm going to do this. Okay, perfect. So you have Mustafa be like, I don't need to take care of this. Shane Thorne, you can take care of this. Beautiful. Perfect. And then that way you also keep Ricochet in the in, in a relevant spot. Boom. Uh-huh. So you have two guys already doing something of relevance, right? You got um, – they've been building Keith Lee as a superstar. You have Djokovic go after him. You build Dijakovic and Lee together. You have Shane Thorne go after Ricochet. You have two guys help establish each other. Um, Deal Madden, the only thing he's ever done on the main roster was he got two, He got you know, beat to unholy madness by Brock Lesnar, but we're not going to go there. We're not going to do Brock can,
0: Lesnar. No, you can have him kind of um, attack the announce table, and then you have Samoa Joe, if he's cleared to wrestle.
1: Fight. That's not a bad idea. Fight for them, that's not it, yeah I'm he would cool like
0: deal madden say, where like none of you guys came to help me when Brock Lesnar was you know beating me up, I was defending you guys, but where were you guys to help me out? Yep, he starts talking blah blah blah, whatever. Joe comes like he, Joe steps up, he's like because 'cause they're not wrestlers, but I am, and then he takes a shirt off and they start scrapping I,
1: dig I, dig that I like that. Like that. I like that. So now you have there. Now we have three of them paired off. Now you have the women, which to me is the easiest one of them all, the women's tag team division.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh-huh. Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax were just drafted to Raw, Retribution's been on Raw. You have Mia Yim and Mercedes Martinez go after them, and Shayna Baszler. Oh my God, this is so good. Baszler and Jax have been booked as this dominant force. Uh-huh. You have. The immovable object, revisible force, whatever you call Nia Jax, and then you have the lunatic that, like, not the lunatic, but like the mad,
0: the cage fighter,
1: crazy, the cage fighter that is Shayna Baszler, who's like doing this like really intense, like limb breaking stuff uh, recently. If you can make Mia Yim and Mercedes Martinez beat up on them by strategically being a team, because remember these two women hate each other. You then, okay, so now you put the women's tag titles on Mia Yim and and Mercedes Martinez, right? Uh You have, at some point, we can have Dio Madden or Dijakovic find their way to the U.S. title, to Bobby Lashley. Because we could do Ricochet and, you know, double back. We could do, you know, her business is going to be involved in this anyway. So we can have um, one of them take the title off of Bobby Lashley that way. And then Mustafa's bone to pick, for the while, he's not going to do anything. He's going to be the mastermind. While he's waiting in the wings, while Randy Orton takes the title off of Drew McIntyre. And then Mustafa Ali goes after Randy Orton and the WWE Championship. Uh Now, this is not going to be quick. It's not going to be a two-minute thing. This is going to take a while. Because we have to establish Mustafa Ali as a credible threat, yeah. This so we is have to establish retribution. Struggle. Yes, and we have to build retribution as credible threats. And you don't want each title going to retribution one week after the other. Mm-hmm. I think the first thing you do is you put the women's titles on them. Then you take the U.S. title. Then the last thing you do is Mustafa beating Randy Orton at either the rumble or mania rumble to become the wwe champion and then retribution now runs monday night raw i think that's what you do here i think that is something that wwe can do that will a you make a, a star adam mustafa ali and you establish everybody else in the in in raw like I, and and the and it makes sense storyline wise. No one looks bad. Everyone looks great. I think that's the way to go.
0: Uh, we gave them four months of booking just now, for free.
1: Yeah, I truly think that's the way to go.
0: Um, you'll get no argument from me. If they do this right, it could be really good. If they continue to do it wrong, it's just going to get laughed at, continuously laughed at, like it has been. Yep. The only time Retribution wasn't taken as a joke was la- on this Monday that just passed. Other than that, just like... Yeah. Okay.
1: Well, when you have guys named Slapjack, how are you going to take them seriously?
0: Well, T-Bar is kind of like... is worse than Slapjack. Slap-
1: no! Yeah,
0: Slapjack, Slapjack? is actually a weapon. Or Slapjack's a weapon. Yeah,
1: but Slapjack sounds like a comedy shtick.
0: And T-Bar doesn't? It sounds like... It sounds like... When you order from Wish, like you order TLC from Wish and you get (laughs) T-Bar and Slapjack and uh, uh, Mace. Mace. There you go.
1: T-Bar sounds like someone trying to be cool. T-Bar sounds like that kid in junior high school who thinks he's tough. He's like, yeah, I'm T-Bar. And then he gets snuffed out by like someone who's actually tough. That's what T-Bar sounds like to me. Slapjack sounds like a cartoon character.
0: All of them sound like cartoon characters. All their names are horrible.
1: And I I think Mustafa Ali should play off of that. He's like, you think his real name is... You think we're really calling him Slapjack? You think he's going to go by the name T-Bar? Are you guys insane? What are we, cartoon characters? Part of the WWE machine? We're here to break down the machine. Bro, like, come on, son. I can write this promo myself. Yeah. So we're here
0: to break down the machine. We're here to break the walls down. And then comes out Chris Jericho, the real leader Stop. of retribution.
1: Stop it. How heartbreaking is it, by the way, that they have the whole celebration, the 30-year celebration of Chris Jericho, and they can't use, like, any of it because it's all owned by WWE?
0: And just using New Japan stuff, some uh, AEW that's stuff. That's fine.
1: They showed stuff from he was, like, 20, and then stuff now that he's, like, 50. Yeah. <laughs> that's it.
0: From 20 to 50, um, it's all, like, uh, redacted.
1: <laughs> exactly. They're like, oh, my favorite moment was when he got dumped in the mimosa. I'm like, come on, son. We're talking about the first ever undisputed champion. And we can't even talk about that. They could
0: say it without saying the belt. It was like, one of my favorite moments is when Chris, Chris became an undisputed champion.
1: Yeah, they could have, but they didn't.
0: Yeah, because the because Vince cause will want, find a, a way to try to like hundred percent
1: exactly, and it also sucks to say something like that and not be able to show the picture of him holding both belts. Yeah, man, I'm watching that tribute. I was like, damn, they can't show any of it. His stuff with China, his debut, him being the undisputed champion, his stuff with Shawn Michaels—they can't show any of it.
0: Did did they show The Rock um, doing a salute to him?
1: Oh, I didn't I didn't I didn't watch the whole and I told you I don't watch all of Impact. I only watch what I need to watch.
0: I didn't get to watch all of Impact. I was literally bouncing around between the NBA Finals, NXT, AEW, and the Yankee game. Yeah. Uh, um, so I didn't get to see all of it, but I know uh Chris Jericho's dad um uh congratulated him. Tanahashi congratulated him. Yes.
1: Yeah, that was cool.
0: So like like there was it was it, a lot of people that like, showed out. Uh, now he's selling a little bit of the bubbly again, but it's yes. silver labels as opposed Correct. to the ones that we have. Correct. Um, I may have to go get me another <laughs> another bottle too.
1: They put out the uh, thirty years of Jericho T-shirt, and I was like, I may have to buy one of those.
0: Yeah. So, if, if Bizzle, if you're listening, we may be making an order again. Just Right. You
1: know. It right. might be time to make another order, Biz. Um, okay, so that was Raw. Um, scooting over to AEW real quick. Uh, Cody regaining the TNT Championship for Mr. Brody Lee in the dog collar match. Shades, your thoughts? I think Cody had COVID. No, guy, he was working on a show. He was what? He was on a show. He was um oh that show a, that they, a, they they like they 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 showed the trailer for it right? yes. oh
0: okay yeah also oh, then he didn't have COVID um
1: yeah he had to be on the show for four weeks
0: okay um fine uh I I don't hate it um my only issue with NXT right now uh NXT AEW right now is. If if you're going to give them an opportunity to do a blade job, they're going to blade. Yeah. And these two blade.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Blade. I mean, dog collar matches are known for being bloody, bloody brutal battles, so you kind of like you kind of have to, no?
0: Yeah. When we said it, it was like, "Hey, how much is Cody going to bleed? I uh, bleed tonight."
1: <laughs> Crimson Mask full on. I was gonna say we're gonna get Eddie Guerrero levels, but I was like, no, it's not gonna be that bad.
0: Uh, Why does every it's it's there's a there's a reason why it's called the Muda scale? Are we going great Muda (laughs) levels? Ric Flair sneezes, (laughs) nosebleed. That's it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, Um, you know some people were complaining. Like I know Tommy Boy was complaining um, that they're the TNT championship went from Cody to Brody to Cody. (laughs) Um, I don't feel like he said that it makes Mr. Brody Lee seem like a transitional champion. I'm not sure that I feel that way about it. He didn't transition Um, to
0: a new person. So I don't feel like he's a transitional champion. So if it was like Cody to Brody to um, Dustin or Cody to Brody to anyone else, all right, then sort of transitional.
1: Yeah, but to me this was more like, I mean, unfortunately, it was a placeholder. Like Cody's got to go away for a bit. We got to put the belt on somebody. Let's put it on Brody Lee, and Cody will take it back. My only issue is the way they set it up, where Brody Lee beat Cody down in four minutes, and that was the story. I feel like it should have been harder for Cody to come back and regain the championship from Brody Lee.
0: Yeah,
1: like this should have been like th- attempts at trying to get there not you know you get beat down once and then you turn around to win a dog collar match
0: yeah like th- first of all the dog collar match should have been the blow off at full gear as opposed 100% to agree. uh mm-hmm. random dynamite like it- don't tell me you're trying to win the ratings cuz you guys have been killing AEW uh, NXT for a year so it's not about the ratings it's just
1: or they could have saved it for t- for next week for the anniversary show yeah because next week's gonna be treated like a like a quasi-pay-per-view because it's gonna be the anniversary show. Like I think all the titles are on the line next week.
0: Yeah. So I mean <sighs> I I didn't care for NXT this um AEW this week or NXT. Uh, both shows were meh at best. Yeah. Oh, and you had the vice president debate that I had to like, you know, for the yeah. the lifeblood of our country. Um, God. but yeah, um, if you don't mind moving to SmackDown, because there's a lot yeah. to cover in SmackDown. Good, yeah, bro. So SmackDown opens up with Stephanie McMahon doing the draft. It is the first round of four rounds for SmackDown Uh, Raw got three picks SmackDown has two Um, Raw's first pick was Drew McIntyre SmackDown's pick was uh, Roman Reigns SmackDown also picked Seth Rollins Raw picked Asuka and The Hurt Business so the only person moving at the time was Seth Rollins
1: um, it's a big move for him to go to SmackDown in my opinion.
0: Yeah. He goes from the Monday Night Messiah to the Father of Friday
1: Nights. Ooh. Is yeah. that did I miss that? Did they say that?
0: No, I I was I said that while I was watching it.
1: Oh, uh, see. I was my thought was the SmackDown Savior.
0: Mm. That that's a You can do both. The Father of Friday Nights. The SmackDown Savior, Seth yeah. Rollins. it yeah.
1: works. Yeah, or the Savior of SmackDown. Either way, the father of Friday nights, the the Savior of SmackDown, Seth Rollins. Yeah, yeah, I'm with it.
0: So, yeah that that was that was a a, a surprise for me. Even though people were saying Rollins was going to SmackDown, and I'm like, awesome this gets him out of the mysterious storyline and he can do something new now.
1: JK Just wait.
0: Just you wait.
1: Just, Just you. you wait.
0: Um following the first round of the draft, you had a street fight between Sheamus and Biggie which had no reason to be that good of a street fight. They put on a very good match. Um they beat the hell out of each other. They were in catering because you can't have a street fight without a catering spot. They're in the parking lot. Uh, you get a white noise onto the hood of a car. You get the big ending from the hood of a car to the through two tables to win. Um, big E looks uh, exhausted. He's in the back getting interviewed by Kayla, I believe. And... Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston surprise him with, like, them coming back. all uh, the, the New Day's back. And you kind of see Big E's face is like, bro, why are you guys here? Like, I have something good going on right now. I'm getting pushed.
1: Mm.
0: But it, he isn't saying it. You know, he, he's, because New Day rocks. And then while Kofi and Xavier are doing it, Big E stops. I was like, okay, this is telling. Um after that we get Jay Uso in the ring. And he's like uh oos. Oh, that's a, is that what they, they call each other now? Ooze, Like I know yeah. I understood I know Jimmy and Jake called each other oos because it was their name, but like oose is a term of endearment now for some
1: Yeah, I mean they've been using it. Like even in promos, other people are like, oh come on, Us. Like they've been using oos Us as a as like a, a I guess a term endearment might be like a noun, like it's, it's a noun. Like a son. Yeah. Like, come on. Come on, son. You know, like
0: okay. So uh Jay Uso is trying to call out Roman Reigns and he, he wants to know what, what the match is gonna be at Hell in the Cell, inside Hell in the Cell. Uh, Paul Heyman comes on the screen talking normal Paul Heyman um, jibber jabber and Roman Reigns says we're going to have the first ever I quit match inside Hell in the Cell and when you lose there will be hell to pay and I'm just like uh, okay
1: mm-hmm.
0: I don't like that it's an I quit match Cause this this just leaves more room for Jimmy to come in and throw in the towel again.
1: Well, no, because Jay has to say the words "I quit." Mm. That's how that, that's how it works. He has to say the words "I quit."
0: Okay. I I don't know how I feel about an "I quit" match inside Hell in the Cell, but yeah. Alright. I'm just not
1: right. crazy about the fact that we're gonna have three cell matches.
0: Oh, don't don't jump the gun, guy. We'll get there. Sorry. Go ahead. Let me take my pants off. <laughs> Round two
1: of the draft.
0: We have Monday Night Raw getting phenomenal with AJ Styles going back to Raw.
1: Ooh, I like S- AJ on SmackDown.
0: Sasha staying on SmackDown. Naomi going to Raw. That's fine. Bianca Belair going to SmackDown.
1: That's a good move.
0: And as Thrill stated earlier in the podcast, Baszler and Jax staying on Raw.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, the one thing I found funny about that was Nia Jax uh, tweeted out, she's like, I really wish the chain of Baszler got drafted to SmackDown.
1: <laughs> Stupid. That's funny.
0: Yeah. Uh, we had a tag team match with. Uh, uh broetry in motion jeff hardy and matt oh. riddle versus the Miz and
1: John Morrison. Uh, did you catch did you catch Michael Cole every time they did a Hardy Boys move he would say Matt and Jeff?
0: Well he's not wrong. It no he's matt not
1: but it was very intentional though.
0: Yeah you're triggered. He, he didn't trigger people
1: anything else that he did was always Matt Riddle, Jeff Hardy, Matt Riddle, Jeff Hardy. Oh Matt Riddle to Jeff Hardy. Oh Jeff Hardy did this and Matt Riddle. But whenever they did Hardy Boy moves, that he would oh Matt and Jeff. And I was like, that's don't do that. Don't Matt do that.
0: And Jeff. The Riddle Hardy's
1: <laughs> broetry in motion. Ugh. Yeah.
0: So uh Jeff and Matt win the tag team match. <laughs> and we get a returning Lars Sullivan that lays waste to The Miz, Jeff Hardy, and Matt Riddle while John Morrison runs out of the ring. I don't care for Lars Sullivan. And and in the notes, I put Laura Sullivan, so that's not it. That's not it.
1: Um, (laughs) Lara Sullivan. Yeah. (laughs)
0: I don't really care for Lars Sullivan coming back. I wasn't a fan of him. I don't think he's good in the yep. ring. Um, I think that the beard works for him because it takes away from his monstrous head.
1: Agreed. But no, I didn't like him the first time around. I don't like him. I don't care now.
0: Yeah. Um, the third round of the draft, we have Rakakit staying on Raw, <laughs> Jay Uso staying on SmackDown. Mandy Rose staying on Raw. Dominic and Rey Mysterio going to SmackDown. <sighs> Just when we thought we were done with this, they pulled this back in.
1: Yep. Now, instead of watching it unfold on Mondays, we get to watch it unfold on Fridays on What Was the Better show. Now we have to deal with this on Fridays.
0: And Raw and SmackDown sw- swap tag teams because The Miz and Morrison are headed to Raw.
1: hmm
0: In a... Uh, I think it was round two, Stephanie stated that the New Day's Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods were going to be facing Shinsuke and Cesaro for the tag titles. They have that match. The New Day wins for the eighth
1: time? I don't know. But... When the heel commentator makes sense, it's not a good idea. When what? Because he's like, what? So Corey Graves is like, what have the New Day done to earn these title shots? They just got here. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, exactly. And Michael Cole's like, yeah, but they're one of the best tag teams in, in WWE history. I'm like, so?
0: So are the New Age the, Outlaws. So you're going to have them. They were the
1: longest reigning tag team champions in history. So? Like, what's? What's that got to do with anything? Uh-huh. It's dumb.
0: So it gets dumber after the New Day win the tag titles. Biggie comes out to celebrate mm. with them. Stephanie McMahon comes out and she announces headed to Raw are the New Day's Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods. And Xavier Woods says, you didn't say Big E. You You forgot to say Big E. You didn't say Big E. You forgot to say Big E. And she says, and SmackDown drafts Big E. So they're not happy. They're breaking up the New Day. Everyone's upset. I'm happy because I wasn't (laughs) a fan of the New Day. I've never been a fan of the New Day. Um, And this just goes to Pushing Big E some more after Kofi got hurt, they're like, "Hey Big E, we're gonna push you hard now," and they did. Ooh. They they put him in there with Sheamus, so that's that's you know former world champion, former
1: WWE champion. Why not? Why not do that? I think it's obvious that they knew this was gonna happen beforehand, but I love the selling because all three of them in the ring especially biggie looked genuinely upset
0: uh-huh.
1: i was like "Ooh, that's some good acting right there like they look genuinely upset but going off of what you were saying earlier i was waiting until now now that they're splitting up and then they announced after this that on the quote-unquote season premiere of smackdown they're gonna have their farewell match where the New Day, the three of them, are going to be in one last tag team match together. I think that is the beginning of Big E's heel turn. Um, yeah. Because you were, you were alluding to earlier how, like, he kind of didn't seem so happy that Big E, I mean, that Kofi and Xavier were back. Mm-hmm. I think that they're going to use this match And either he's going to walk out on them or maybe he's going to attack them post-match or something. Something's going to happen where he's going to turn on them. And then on the following SmackDown, he's going to say, I showed that when they weren't here, I didn't need them. It was never about me. It was about, you know, Kofi and this and that. You know, that's my time to shine. And so I think we're going to see a bit of a heel turn for Kofi. I mean, for Big E. Following that match. Yeah. That's just my thoughts. So,
0: continuing with the rest of the draft, Dana Brooks stays on Raw. Yeah. And Otis stays on SmackDown. Um, I didn't mention this uh, earlier, but Sasha Banks and Bailey had a match for the women's championship. Bailey got herself disqualified. Now they're going to fight in Hell in the Cell, as Thrill alluded to earlier. There's going to be three cell matches. It kind of loses its valor. But for me, I like it. I, I actually wish that all the matches were in a hell in the cell match. Similar to TNA's Lethal Lockdown pay-per-view, where every match was in a cage.
1: Mm.
0: Why not do it? But then they say, Oh, uh, it loses the valor of a hell in the cell match. It's like, hey, you have a, an entire pay-per-view dedicated to the match, it's lost its valor
1: already. I mean, that's the thing, is that it, it lost its significance mm-hmm. when they made it its own pay-per-view. Yeah. Because it used to be this was the blow-off of all blow-offs. Yeah,
0: it's the blow-off to a blood feud.
1: Yeah, this was like when nothing else can hit that the, the, the apex of a blow-off patch, this does it. Mm-hmm. You know? But when they made it a a, a yearly pay per view, now we have one every year, mandatory, just cause. So we've already lost the significance of a Hell in a Cell match. You're already doing. You're already bookending the shows with you know one and you know with the, with one Hell in a Cell match to start one at the end. We already ruined the sanctity of it last year with that stupid DQ slash uh, referee stoppage with uh, Seth Rollins and the Fiend. That was. I don't. Whatever. You uh, know like what? Worse
0: than Brock Lesnar and um, I mean Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman, where Brock Lesnar came and laid waste to everybody, and that was the end of the match. There.
1: With no contest, yeah. Yeah. At, at least it was a no contest, not a DQ, in yeah. a hell in a cell match. Yeah. But either way, like you know what, I'm I'm with you. But if you're gonna do it, do it. Don't I don't want three of them. Yeah. Either give me two, give me one, give me two, or give me all or none. Well, then I don't want three. Three, like, because normally they bookend it, right? They'll have one, they open the show with one, they raise the cell, they have their pay per view, they bring it back down for the main event. What are you going to do now? You're going to, like, start with one, have two matches, bring it back down, have another two matches, bring it back down, or what? You're going to do two to start, or you're going to do all three at the end? Like, logistically just i don't i don't understand why you have 3 matches in the cell give me 1 give me 2 give me all give me nothing i don't want this 3 or 4 or 5 it doesn't make any sense
0: yeah i agree um and will uh will have thrill stated that we're going to have a season premiere for smackdown on said season premiere we're getting a universal championship match of roman reigns Versus Braun Strowman for reasons unbeknownst to us.
1: And, and why are they booking matches with wrestlers that, aren't, that haven't been drafted yet? And why are they announcing said matches? Does it make any sense? If Kofi was, if the New Day was just drafted to Raw, why are they going to be on SmackDown next week? If Braun Strowman gets drafted to Raw, why is he going to be on SmackDown next week? You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't, I don't, what is the point of the draft? Yeah. Ugh, whatever. I'm I'm over it. Are you though? No. <laughs> I'm not. <sighs> so Thrill? Yes, sir.
0: I think that does wrap up the uh the episode, no?
1: I mean, well, first you got to remember shades. In the world of professional wrestling, there are good seeds. And like our presidential election right now, there are bad seeds. <laughs> but at the end of the day, they all contribute to the tree, to the garden, to the forest. That is professional wrestling. We've got a lot to choose from this week, buddy. Where, where are we going? Where are we going? Uh, Who's getting good seeds? Who's getting bad seeds?
0: A lot to unpack here. Uh, I'm going to go. Give my good seed to Seamus and Biggie for their Street
1: Okay. Cool. I dig it. I dig it. I'm going to give my good seed to Mustafa Ali being the leader of Retribution. Okay. It's a hopeful good seed. It's, you know, I'm planting this one hoping, really hoping that this comes out a good tree and not a rotten piece of junk.
0: Bad seed. Mm. My bad seed goes to the draft. Mm. They played it too safe. They didn't do anything to wow us. Aside from Uh, Seth coming to SmackDown, why do we need to know that Otis is drafted to SmackDown? Yeah, that's not. That's not.
1: the only significant moves in the draft, in my opinion, were Seth going to SmackDown, AJ going to Raw, and breaking up the new day. Yeah, that's it. Agreed. Agreed. What are your bad seed? My bad seed goes to Impact and what they're doing with the X Division. Mm. I don't. I don't like this wishy washy. You know, open challenge, but not to Willie Mac. Open challenge, but not if I lose six. You know, six-person scramble. Blah, blah, blah. It's, it's, Jordan Grace is in. Jordan Grace is out. Jordan Grace wins. Jordan Grace doesn't win. She did win, but she's not the champion. Championship... I, I like it. Everything that impacted with the X Division, that's my bad seed for the week. Okay. Safe bad seed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was either that or Del Rio, but I don't want to mention his name anymore, so...
0: That's a good seed for me. Him getting indicted. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. But anyway... That's going to wrap up our episode for the week. As always, you've been listening to us on soundcloud.com. So that's grapples to apples. That's grapples the number two. Apples, if you don't like SoundCloud, you got Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. doesn't matter where you're listening as long as you're listening. Don't forget to check out our social media pages. That's Facebook.com and Twitter.com slash Apples. Again, that's grapples, the number two. Apples, like, comment, share, subscribe. Do whatever you got to do to put us as many eyes and ears as humanly possible because, man, do we appreciate it. As always...
0: Oh, breaking news. Oh, what? What you have for me? Reports are Mercedes Martinez is no longer a part of Retribution and is returning to NXT. What? As of Cultaholic 43 minutes ago.
1: What? Yep. What? Yeah. Mercedes Martinez being sent back to NXT. Mercedes Martinez possibly done with retribution. Yeah. Sports Kita, Cultaholic, E Wrestling News. What? Even what is the? What are they? Oh my! God. Oh, Wrestling Inc. reportedly pulls Martinez <gasps> from. Mustafa, Mustafa Ali shared
0: WWE's tweet of Kofi and Xavier going to to Raw,
1: and Mustafa says, hello, Kofi. Yes. Yes. Of course. I mean, it doesn't mean anything because he can do whatever he wants on social media. It doesn't mean WWE's going to follow through.
0: Yes, but WWE retweeted his
1: tweet. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, my God. I don't mean to do the Daniel O'Brien, yes, but yes. Oh, my God. Please. Oh I,
0: should have, I should have looked at my phone a little earlier, not during the oh ending. Oh,
1: my God. Yes. Let Mustafa and Retribution, that should be their opening feud. Forget the Herb business. Have them lay waste to the New Day. They're reeling from being broken up with Big E, blah, 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 blah. Man, I want to hear that. You took my spot. Beat them down. And then you have, you know the blow off obviously Mustafa versus Kofi where Mustafa has to win and then he goes after Randy Orton I took care of the guy who took my spot now I'm going to go after the guy who really took my spot oh come on come on son oh good see I went from being angry to hype thank you thank you just
0: uh redo that uh, that outro guy <laughs>
1: Where Oh, oh, okay. As always, I've been one of your hosts, Mr. Ill-Will-The-Thrill, the the Poetarian Shakespearean Candidate, Major English, whatever you need me to be, that's who I be, because, baby, that's who I is. Joined by my hetero life mate, Mr. Main Man, tell him who you are.
0: Man the hour, man with the power, too damn sweet to be sour. Cream of the crop, right to the top, your general, your champion, your boy. Shades and happy birthday in the big wrestling ring in the sky to Latino Heat Eddie Guerrero. Too true, birth- true.
1: Happy birthday, Latino Heat! Uh, don't forget to check out our episodes from last week, our episode this week, our episodes next week, and every other week because an apple a day keeps a bad wrestling away. Peace, Peace and love.